getting there ahead of Oyn Cadigan. That is some score. He's some player. This could be the player who could be the makings of this Kilkenny team, not just this year, but in future years. Real leader. Hi, Mike McFenley here, former Intercounty Kilkenny Hurt. Today on Player's Voice, I had the pleasure of talking to one of Kilkenny's finest and sharpest shooters, Richie Power. Richie talks us through his life, his family, and also the ups and downs in the black and I hope you enjoyed the listen. Michael Fennelly coming out of midfield. Inside towards Richie Power, breaks it to himself. It's a goal chance. He's taken it. Two goals in the final for Richie Power. There are two things there, Jared, to look out for. Michael Fennelly, first of all, won the ball. He broke the tackles. He wasn't, the urge would have been to go for a score. But look at the touchdown by Richie Power. He looked like he was going to hit it off the hurl. He didn't. He kept his composure and he stuck it away in the roof of the net and that's what he does, look at there, he thought he was going to hit it, he didn't and a great finish to the roof of the net An absolutely sublime finish by Richie Power, the 28-year-old from Carrick Shock I'm here today joined with Richie Power on behalf of the Players Voice to talk about hurling, life after hurling uh, and everything else, including family So Richie, first of all, how is life at the moment and what are you up to? Um, yeah, life is good Mick, um, do you know I suppose it's it's strange, I suppose, kind of stepping away from the plane, you know, um, which I which I decided to do this year, um, even with the club. So, I kind of had to make a personal decision with regards to, I suppose, my own, I suppose, physical health going forward, um, you know. So, I made the decision about four four months ago that, you know, I I just needed to to call it because, you know, if I didn't, I'm going to keep doing continuous damage and. You know the likelihood is you'd, you'd need a knee replacement probably a lot sooner than than I than I'd hoped. So, but yeah, other than that, good working working away working with Palace Foods. Um, you know, and doing a bit of coaching with the Offaly Camogie team as well, which I which I thoroughly enjoyed uh, during the year. You know, so I've I've committed to to go back again for my for my sins for two thousand and nineteen. So looking forward to getting started with that. Great, and what what kind of role does that involve with the Offaly girls? Um, yeah, I suppose. Look, the the manager Mick Wall kind of rang me early in the year last year to see what I'd be interested in kind of coming up on a I suppose a one night a week you know to give a hand out to do do a bit of hurling coaching to kind of bring things along and you know I agreed I said I'd be more than happy to go up and I suppose as the year progressed you know the girls kind of wanted me there a bit more so I kind of committed then to kind of being there as much as I could um, you know and it just it's more or less kind of a coaching role really go up do the training kind of do the physical side of things um, everything else then you know picking the team I have an input into that but like Mike is the manager Gerard Welch is a selector with us and um, you know there's nutritionists there there's, there's physios and all that sort of thing as well so it's it's pretty much on a coaching level um, to kind of starting off and you know I've enjoyed it so you know and I, I think in fairness I want to be very fair to the girls because I only kind of came in halfway during the year mm-hmm. um, and the effort that they gave me was, was phenomenal you know like anything I asked them to do they were they'd do it and they'd actually do more if I'd let them so you know I think just you know I really want to kind of give it a good go from the start this year and, and see where we can bring them. Good and what's your you're looking after the coaching skills but what's your coaching philosophy or what do you think is the key really to um, to improving a player? Um, I suppose look I, I kind of think back to when I was kind of growing up and when I was being coached as to see you know what I needed to work on Um, you know there's different attributes for different players in my opinion you know obviously there's there's the physical side of it you know there's the strength side of it there's the the fitness 
Um, but I suppose fundamentally for me, it's it's all about first touch and the speed of play that maybe the girls were so used to at junior and intermediate level. Um, but when they kind of stepped up to the senior level at Camogie, the step up in, in pace is is phenomenal. Do you know, and like that's what I would have done a lot of work on during the year with them was just their speed of play because their fitness levels were very good. You know, their their first touch was very good. Their you know they had all the skills, but it was the pace at which they were doing it. Do you know they they were just that fraction slow. You know, their even drills in train, and you could see it was all done kind of that you know seventy five percent pace when it has to be at a hundred percent. And you know, like that's that's where where I saw it because without a doubt the talent is there in Offaly. You know, and, and, and I've seen it firsthand, you know, they've some of the finest camogie players in the country, but it's just, you know, getting them to kind of think that split second quicker, getting them to hit the ball that split second quicker and, you know, always on the move and certain things like that. So, um, but like, look, going in at the start of the year for, for next year, you know, it'll be a different kind of dimension. You, you work on a bit of fitness with them and, you know, we have a strength and conditioning coach in with us as well. That's going to give them a program and well, as well in the gym. So... We're going to try and make it as a professional for the girls that they've probably never experienced before and we'll, we'll see where it takes them. Great, great. And how do you find the commitment from the girls? Like you have a sister and I have four sisters and we've been, we would have been involved in some at club level maybe with, with Camogie. Um, how do you find the commitment? Is it? Look, as I said, the commitment you know, has, was phenomenal from the girls when I got involved. Um, you know, every night there was, there was great numbers of training every night. Um, obviously girls away in college couldn't make it. But commitment-wise, I couldn't have asked them to do any more. You know, I, you know, training, they, you know, there was some nights they wanted to do more, but like I felt that they'd enough done. Like I could have, if I asked them to run through a brick wall, they would do that. You know, that's how committed they are. And in fairness to the girls, they, they come to me and they say they want to improve. Like they, that's their mentality in Offaly and you know they don't they're not just happy with staying up senior they're not just happy with m- making it to a Leinster final you know they want to you know their ambition is to get to an All-Ireland final which was was great from my point of view going in there because it just showed that the the girls were were committed to the cause and that you know they actually had ambition as well. Excellent and when you have a committed group like that and, and high motivation uh, levels it makes life a hell of a lot easier for, for a new coach. Just take me back there to your knee uh, injury. What happened with that, and, and when did it start? Actually, because obviously it's a, it's one of the main reasons you you end up retiring from Kilkenny. Yeah, um, I suppose it all started when I was sixteen. Um, I I got my first keyhole operation uh, done when I was in fourth year in Saint Kieran's College, and it was about I think five weeks before we played in an All Ireland final. I got it done, and I suppose me being. I suppose only 16 and full of full of life and straight away when the knee felt good I actually played in that college as All-Ireland which looking back now was probably a foolish thing to do you know five weeks post um, Keyhole is not probably the ideal time to be playing a game so that was the first operation um, and I suppose I was probably very lucky then up until well not lucky up until 2015 but I suppose from then to 2015 I had two more operations, but they were kind of spread out over over a period of time where, you know, a bit of cartilage became loose in the knee and I went in and got it cleaned out, which, you know, you see a lot of players nowadays going in just to get it cleaned out. So, um, you know, and then I suppose for me, 2015 was just, uh, you know, was just the end really, you know, like I had, I had three operations in the space of, I think, seven months. 
um, and the final one was a micro fracture you know on the on the bone and the knee and you know that just more or less that was that was the end of the intercounty career and I was actually told at the time it was the end of my playing career um, by by the surgeon you know which was which was tough to take at the time because you know I was only 28 I was I was 29 that December and I was told the end of October 20, 2015 that I'd never hurl again but you, yeah, you, you defeated that kind of. Uh... Yeah, I did. You know, I, I suppose I wasn't happy with with what with what I was told. Um, you know, and I kind of I, I took it fairly hard, and you know, I, I find I found it very very hard to accept it. You know, and the fact that you can be told at twenty eight years of age that you'll never kind of hurl again, and and the best that they could try and do for me was to make me comfortable for for the rest of my life. You know, and I suppose to be told that, you know, after I suppose three operations in the space of eight months and you know how they didn't see the damage that was there like had the knee deteriorated that much within a short space of time and you know obviously it had and I suppose surgeon is, is the surgeon he was the guy that was in my knee so he he would have seen the extent of the damage but um no look I wasn't I wasn't happy with the decision so I kind of I extended every avenue really do you know I I even met you know, at the time the the Australian rules were over in in Ireland. Um, you know, Noel Kennelly, who'd be my my dad's boss in in his work. You know, arranged for me to to meet Tyg and uh, the medical team from there. I brought the scans and the reports. They looked through it. Um, you know, I went I went to a guy up in Belfast. I went to different guys around the country. Um, you know, I went to Croatia with regards to stem cell treatment. Um, you know, so. I went down every avenue, um, but I suppose, I suppose me being me, I kind of went back to the gym and started the rehab and, you know, started building up the leg around the knee again. And, you know, I suppose 2015, we were relegated with the club and we were back intermediate. So the, I suppose the big push was to try and maybe get back up senior straight away, which, you know, luckily we achieved in, um, in 2016. So, but yeah, look, it was, I suppose I retired from Kilkenny at the age of 29 and, you know, it's it's not something you hear very very often. You know, a guy maybe retiring before he's thirty, but I suppose the extent of my knee, you know, I just would not have been able to to get back. Um, you know, to play inter county level or to train at the the extent the guys do. So, you know, I kind of I was more or less forced into retirement. Um, and you know, again, that was that was probably that was the hardest part of it. You know, I I would have preferred it to be a personal decision, but you know, unfortunately, it was it was forced upon me. Yeah, that's a, that can always be a, a difficult uh, time, obviously, especially if it's forced upon you. Um, mentally, did you get any support? You know, I know physically, obviously, your knee was in trouble. You spoke to doctors, but mentally, obviously, that's quite draining. Did you get any advice or any uh, even seen a psychologist around to try and help with the? Yeah, I suppose. Luckily enough, like I had, I had people around me. Um, you know, my family. You know that. Um, they were very very good at the time and um, I, I never actually went and, and kind of spoke to a psychologist or anything like that but I did speak to I suppose past players you know that players that went through the same thing and um, just I suppose how they dealt with it because you know it, it, it leaves a huge void um, in your life you know and obviously there's there's ways of filling that void but you know you go from training five nights six nights a week and doing your recovery and being with the lads to suddenly being isolated you know and that's how I would have felt probably in the first couple of months after the announcement and you know I remember going down to watch the the lads uh, play Watford in the first round of the league in I think it could have been February or March 2016 and I brought Rory with me to my son and I remember just standing on the the bank and realising 
you know, this is it, like, do you know, um, like there's there's been many a time where I would have missed games due to injuries and I would have been standing on the bank, but you'd always know in the back of your mind that, you know, I'm going to get back at some stage, but that was just, that was when it kind of really sunk in, um, you know, and uh, I suppose from there on, I just kind of, you know, came to terms with it and look, it, it was tough, um, you know, looking at 2016 because, you know, everything was going well, the lads were going well, um, you wanted to be involved and you wanted to be, you know, part of it, but you look, you, you just, it's it's something that you have to, to deal with and, you know, you accept it and you move on and, you know, that's that's what I've done and, you know, now, you know, I fill that void with, with, with other things and, um, you know, you have the coaching side of it, I like to play a bit of golf, um, you know, and physically being able to do that is, you know, to me is more important than, I suppose, pushing my body to a, to a stage where it's just going to give up on me. You extensively looked at different areas or opportunities to try and get that knee sorted. Was the reason behind that to get back to play with Kenny or actually get, get, get back to play with your club? Oh, no, listen, I, I, it was solely to get back and play with my club, um, you know, because I suppose when you're, when you're involved with Kilkenny for, I suppose, the 11 years, which I was, it's, you miss so much with the club, you know, you're not there as much as you'd like, um, you're only really getting back for championship games and, you know, for towards the end of the championship, you know, so for me, I suppose the way my head was always thinking was, you know, when I retire with Kilkenny, I'm really looking forward to going back and giving you know, the four or five years with the club, you know, and, and giving something back to them because I wouldn't have been where I was without the club. But, you know, that's what really drove me to try and get back with the club. And, like, look, I was lucky to get back to play an extra two years with them. Um, obviously, would I like more? Absolutely. But, you know, to be able to get back and do those two years, and, like, we were very, very fortunate to win a, an intermediate club All-Ireland, which, you know, probably is the standout for me, you know, because you go to Crow Park with your, your cousins, your brothers, your family, um, you know, which is, you know, it's up there if, if, if it doesn't surpass the, you know, the, the All-Irelands with Kilkenny because it's, it's such a, I suppose, a, a close-knit kind of group and it's the parish and it's, it's guys you've grown up with since you were, you know, two or three. But, um, you know, like, look, we, we all do things to try and get, get back and, you know, like my injury is no different to anyone else's, you know, but, you know, that's what I wanted. I knew when I announced my retirement with Kilkenny that that was that. Um, and when I was told by the surgeon, I knew that was the end of the road for me. But, you know, I was just determined not to let it be the end of the road with Carrick Shock. Great. And currently the knee, what's the situation with it at the moment? Um, yeah, I suppose currently it's 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 actually feeling, you know, good in, in the last couple of weeks. Like I've gone through I've gone through two procedures of this stem cell treatment in, in medical stem cell in Cork. So, you know, the first the first set of injections, you know, I, I didn't feel any anything, you know, different um at the time. But since the second set of injections, it, you know, he seems to have really hit the spot that was damaged. Um, you know, I'm getting up every morning you know, there's no pain there. Um, you know, I'm not having pain during the day like I was. Uh, you know, doing my doing my day to day job. So you know, it has improved. You know, I am putting it down to the stem cell injections. So, um, you know, I, I have to go back now for a for a follow up meeting and you know the possibility of maybe going and getting a third set of injections and you know that'll hopefully you know give me, I suppose another couple of years with, with my own knee rather than rather than going under the knife back in towards Colin Fennelly had an injury early on this time gets first run on this lovely play inside Richie Power could be a second it is a second and Kilkenny lead the match by 2-7
to four points. He made one, he scored one, and there are just 27 minutes gone. Yeah, great finish by Richie Power. He was the player of the league before he got injured, missed the league final. Colin Fenley, lovely ball inside and simple finish for a player like Richie Power. Your son Rory, I saw a picture lately of him playing playing a match. Tell me how he's getting on. And, uh, <laughs> And who does he play for? Yeah, no, look, he's, he's flying. Um, he's nine now. He'll be ten in March. So I tell you, I don't, I don't know where the, the ten years have gone. But um, yeah, he's playing with he's playing with James Stevens, unfortunately. But um, you know, there's nothing there's nothing much I can do about that. But do you know what? I it doesn't bother me um, as long as he's happy and he is happy and you know he he loves hurling. He just it's just I suppose. People would often say to me like he, he hasn't you know picked it up off the ground or lifted off the ground you know because of of I suppose my hurling and then my dad's you know career but um you know just to see him being happy you know to see him he never leaves the hurling out of his hand you know and I think that's that's great and I think that's what's I suppose great about hurling and that's what's great about Kilkenny that you see so many young kids like that and you know he's no different so. You know, look, he's he's not bad. Um, I wouldn't tell him that, but um, you know, look, as I said, as long as he's happy, um, that's that's the main thing. And you know, if if, if it does happen, or if, if there's any way I can possibly get him to carry shock, I'll, I'll definitely be trying it. <laughs> to be a good transfer, all right. Um, and actually, I would have seen him back. I'd say when he's four or five in Nolan Park at half time. And even though genetics, you know, it is about hard work. It's about having a hurl in your hand and practicing, but. Definitely the genes is there with the swing, uh, very similar to yourself, very natural natural swing, both left and right. So he's definitely one to look out for in the future, and hopefully those years will come, will come soon. Um, you said you play a bit of golf. Uh, what's your handicap? Uh, playing off seven. Playing off seven, yeah. That's not too bad. You must be a regular golfer. If you're no. Um, I, yeah, look, I do. I play a bit. Um, I like to get out, especially during the summer, because you know when the evenings are long. I'm a member in the Kilkenny Golf Club. Um, so it's easy just to, I suppose, go over in the in the evening, play your nine or thirteen holes, and um, get out at the weekend with a group of lads. Then that I, I play with, and we actually have a good group that goes to Portugal or Spain every year as well. So like you know, it's look, it's great to be able to do things that you wouldn't have been able to do when you were hurling, and I think that's the most enjoyable thing about it. And you know, I suppose my biggest fear, I suppose after the whole knee thing was like, would I be able to, you know. Would I be able to swing a golf club? Like, would I be able to play a big game of golf? Would I be able to run or puck around with Rory? Like, you know, so physically at the moment, I'm able to do all those things, and you know, that's that was that that was the decision you know I made. Um, but certainly it's it's great to be able to do these things that you just don't have the time to do when you're playing inter county. Yeah. Um, Electric Ireland does at those uh, minor all star awards a couple of weeks ago. So these. Footballers and hurlers, they're about 16, 17 years of age. If you can go back to that age uh, and knowing what you know now, what advice maybe would you give to like to those players? Yeah, do you know what? I suppose it it it, it has changed so much from when I was 16, 17 playing minor to making the step up to under 21 and to, to, to senior level. Um you know the demands on players now are probably a lot more than they were they would have been on on the likes of myself so i suppose the one thing a player of that age needs to have is ambition and he needs to set it out from the word go and like if he's ambition is to wear a Kilkenny jersey or if it's a Carlow jersey or a Dublin jersey well then he needs to make the sacrifices in order to do that but you know i suppose 
with the way the game has gone at the moment, it's you know fitness levels are, are phenomenal. They're through the roof. You know you have to be physically strong. Um, you know it's it's nearly the demands are nearly gone from you know the hurling side of it more to the to the fitness side of it now. And I think when when we were when I was coming kind of coming up, you know your hurling could could get you through a lot. You know, but and you could maybe get away with your fitness levels. Whereas now, I think it's completely different. I think the the wheel has turned three sixty. So, like I think, look, young guys, we all know the distractions are there, um, and it's very easy to get distracted. But you know, in order to make it, you know, you need to just be able to turn a blind eye to all these distractions, put the hard work in, um, and really push for your you know your your dream because I suppose that's what I would have had when I was growing up was a dream to play with Kilkenny and you know I achieved that and it's it's at to the stage now where that dream doesn't last as long now as it probably would have years ago so you need to maybe you know make that happen as quickly as possible and and just grab it with both hands and enjoy it and because I suppose like myself you never know when it's going to come to an end and it could be forced upon or it could be a uh, a poor farm it could be no, numerous things Absolutely. So that's, that's really good advice and you mentioned S&C there and importance of it and that is definitely growing with with teams um, in terms of injury prevention getting fitter faster uh, increasing speed were you much of a gym man back in your day? Um, I suppose the honest the, the honest answer to that is no is no but looking back would I have done things differently? yes because you know Doing the right things, strength and conditioning wise, is a huge prevention of injuries. Um, you know, and I look back over my career, I suffered a lot with hamstrings, obviously with knees, with hips. Was that due to you know probably not doing the right rehab? Yes, do you know. So obviously, there's things I change if I was if I got a chance to go back. But I think now more than anything, it's you know we've seen in the last couple of years so many guys doing cruciate ligament injuries doing hips you know guys going and getting hip surgeries um it's just it's it's frightening really you know and i think the strength and conditioning side of things now is probably more important than it's ever been and i think that's why we've we we see counties you know implying guys to start from a young age like i think guys as early as 16 should be brought on a kind of a journey with regards to strength and conditioning in order to have them at their, their their peak physical condition when they when they make the step up to whether it's under twenties or to senior level, and I think we're going to see that more and more as the years go on. And you know, would I do things differently? Absolutely, I won't. I don't have a chance to do it. But certainly, strength and conditioning is is becoming a huge fundamental part of the GA, and it's only going to become bigger. And to be fair, from my from my experience over. We would have went hand in hand with, with most of our years. You were 11 years, I was one year extra, 12 years. But the last two or three years, I would have seen you definitely more in the gym, to be fair. And even I think I saw you one day doing 15 chin-ups and, <laughs> and, 50, and 50 press-ups, which is, which is impressive. Which uh, is not bad, yeah. I suppose towards, I suppose with the knee being as bad as it was, I I only spent time in the gym because I wasn't able to train on the field. Do you know what I can... I remember, you know, 2015 in particular... I remember like with the way Nolan Park is you come out of the dressing room you're heading for the field everyone keeps going straight and the gym is to the left and like I'd say 
90 to 95 percent of training sessions i was turning left and everyone else was going out in the field so like i did put a you know i put in a i was i would have spent a lot more time in the gym doing the rehab with regards to my knee and even since since i've retired and since i finished with with carrick shock you know i still go to the gym two or three times a week in order just to kind of it's more a mental thing you know it's it's a mental thing because you know if you stop completely you know it's very easy to do that and get lazy and obviously then the weight starts to come on whereas you know i kind of meant i i made a kind of a mental decision that you know i, I, I wasn't going to let that happen and it's a release as well i like going to the gym you know i like doing the workout you know i i tend to do it on my own because you know it gives you time to clear your head and whatever else but you know it's it's just a routine that i've gotten into and you know it, it it's good for the it's good for the head and you know as you know as long as you keep doing it you know you know you're in a good place good all about good habits and you would have obviously had trained a lot on your own did you find that lonely how did, did you find that with team cohesion did you feel left out with a up to any setup or anything like that you know, during different times um yeah i suppose you know if, I, I keep referring back to 2015 you know it it was you know and 2015 was probably the toughest year i ever put in um you know physically mentally um was just it was just draining um and like if i was being completely honest you know we won the all Ireland that year i didn't you know i just didn't feel part of it um you know even though i i came on for i think it was an 11 or 12 minute cameo at the end of the, the final but that was all the hurling i done with Kilkenny in, in 2015 and you know there's in a way, yeah, great, you can go into the gym and you can do the rehab and you can get yourself physically strong, do you know, but like, it's just, it's it's really, really tough mentally to be just inside in Nolan Park every night when the lads were out in the field training and you're inside pretty much on your own because obviously the physios need to be on the field as well, um, you know, so you're, you're kind of given the program to do, left to your own devices, it's up to you whether you want to do it or not. Um, you know, obviously, I was in a position where I where, where I had to do it, um, but like, it, it it was it it was certainly it was certainly probably the worst year of my intercounty career and the most challenging. Um, you know, winning the All Ireland obviously was was great from a, from a team point of view and a panel and and you know the whole setup, but you know I I remember the final whistle of that All Ireland and I just I actually felt empty. You know, like I just felt that I wasn't part of this, you know, what gives me the right to celebrate, you know, an unbelievable year when pretty much I didn't contribute anything to it. Do you know, and that's probably a selfish kind of statement or a selfish way to think, but that's just the way I felt at the time because after the year I put in, it was just, I was just glad it was over, put it that way. Going back one year from from 2015 when, when all that heartbreak was there and all that hard training was done you probably did have a fairy tale ending to t- 2014 with your brother John in the replay of the all Ireland. tell me a bit about that yeah I suppose again you know like 2014 was kind of a a frustrating year from from me as well because um, I I started the the Leinster semi-final against Galway and Tullamore and um, ended up doing my posterior cruciate in my left knee so that kind of ruled me out for the majority of the championship again and um obviously look 2014 with John involved was was probably it was a fairy tale and you know to have brothers involved like you'd know with Colin it makes it so much sweeter it makes it so much better um for your family for everyone involved 
Um, and I suppose, look, you look at the replay as well, both of us scoring the goals, um, you know, both of us, you know, being able to walk off the field happy with our performances and just to be able to, I suppose, share that moment when the final whistle goes of the elation. Like, I remember turning around and the first lad I saw was John coming towards me, like, you know, and it's not, it's not every day you get to experience that, you know, and for me, you know, definitely 2014 would probably be the best, um, and for me, you know, and and having John there and having John by my side. Like. That's a good catch. Richard Parr finishes. Another one for Richard Parr. Three goals in this All-Ireland final series to the last day. One here, and it comes in the 59th minute. That's a brilliant goal. Just look at his body position there. Absolutely brilliant in the air, and look when he got the chance, low on into the corner, but look at his body, he held himself in the air, went up early, didn't panic him when he got the chance, took one look and put it away, a fantastic goal, Richie Power has looked so dangerous every time he's got on the ball, he created that chance for John earlier, and that's a fantastic goal, and will that be the difference now? Yeah, got a questionable penalty in 2009 All-Ireland against Tipperary, um, talk me through that there and what happened, and was it a penalty? <laughs> Um, do you know what? No matter where I go, this this question always seems to be asked about twenty nineteen or two thousand and nine. Um, was it a penalty? No. Um, was it a free in? Yes. So, you know, whatever way you want to take that is is I suppose Tipperary fans are still sour over it. Uh, I still get a lot of slagging about it. But look, it was it. I suppose it was the referee's decision. Like. I wasn't going to go turn around and go back and sit, tell Dear McCurwin, listen, Dear that was outside the box. It's not a penalty. Like at that time, we were chasing the game. Um, I think we were a point down or maybe two. I'm not sure at the time. I think it was a point, and like no better man than Henry to to step up in a pressure situation like that because, like, I took freeze on on occasions with Kilkenny. I wouldn't have been putting my hand up to take that one. So. Um, it was great, you know. We we needed it, and obviously then the sucker punch was was Gerta's goal. Then you know a couple of seconds, couple of minutes later, you know, which really kind of killed off that game because I think for a lot of it we were probably playing second fiddle, like without a doubt. And, and PJ Ryan probably kept us in the game uh, that that day as he got oh, man of match award. Absolutely, the save from Shane Cannon was 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 world class, like you know. So you came out with eight All Irelands and two All Stars. Is there any year in particular besides 2014 for yourself which was the best year of your hurling with Kilkenny? Um, yeah, I suppose, you know what, like funnily, funnily enough, probably 2010 was probably when I, I won't say, you know, up to the level, but it was just when I got a, a, I got a clear run of training, of matches, injury-free, and, you know, fitness levels, I just felt like I was, you know, I felt I was kind of at a, I won't say at a peak, but I felt I was at a, at a stage that, you know, I was strong, I was fit, you know, I was hurling well, I was confident. Um, and like, I, I had a good year in, in 2010. Obviously, the result in the final, you know, was was heartbreaking. And um, I suppose then 2014, very similar. You know, I'd done an awful lot of training um, pre-season with, with a good friend of mine from the army, Mickey Comerford, and I got myself into what I felt maybe the best physical shape I would have been in um, going back, you know, into the Leinster Championship that year. And I suppose I picked up the injury against Galway. And luckily for me, I'd done so much kind of pre-season training that when I came back then for the All-Ireland semi-final against Limerick, I still felt as strong, I still felt as fit. 
and you know probably had you know I, I you know probably maybe you two 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 of the best games that I maybe probably played for Kilkenny over my career was probably the drawn game and you know the replay of the 2014 so you know probably two years stand out um and mainly because you know I didn't pick up injuries you know and that was probably a killer for me and you know as I said earlier was I doing the right things probably not to prevent these things happening um you know but you know when I did get a, f a kind of a free run you know I kind of that's when I probably felt that I was I was playing my best hurling and I you know from my perspective I probably would have thought 2014 you know when you got injured and you hadn't been training for a couple of months especially as a forward it's tough to come back and to be expected to be as sharp and as good but um, but you would have came on against Limerick in that hurricane that was up in Crow Park and either yourself or own Larkin got, <laughs> got that vital goal but you came on and you were sharp and I was surprised to see you so sharp I would have actually said I don't think Richie will play any role in this yeah. the rest of the season to be honest but when I saw you that day I said he still has it and you know 2014 all Ireland and Sipari both days absolutely crucial to um, to the draw and crucial to, to our success uh, in that replay because um, just the, the sharpness the smartness again dishing off the, dishing off the ball score, scoring goals was absolutely crucial um, for us and having that killer uh, instinct in, in full forward line um, I would have been remarked as well for 2010 probably your best year without shadow without and if I'm not mistaken, the league was very strong that year too in terms of your performance. I recall myself and John Tennyson were laughing in the showers saying, this is a joke. You were scoring multiple goals uh, in most games. Was that 2010 in the league or was that earlier? Yeah, no, it would have been 2010, yeah. You know, again, it was kind of, you know, I got I got it just pre-season in particular. Like, I I was never a big fan of the, the pre-season training. Um, I suppose training overall maybe, but... Especially the pre-season with the you know the long runs and the 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 hundred meters and whatever else, but you know it was just I got a clean run of that. You know I got a clean run of about two two and a half months in the build up to the league, and I just felt that I was I was getting fitter every week. I was you know I was getting stronger as well, um and just you know everything just seemed to be going well for me that year. You know like and obviously the team was going well. Um you know and I felt confident and I felt strong and you know my hurling my first touch was all there like you know so it was one thing probably maybe I felt that you know if I could get myself back you know I was never really worried about my hurling side of things because you know first touch was 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 always kind of there it was just a matter of just kind of getting it sharp and you know and um I think looked as a 20 or 2010 was you know maybe you know probably my strongest year as a whole you know with the league form kind of carrying into the championship form um you know and then i suppose probably a little part i played with that as well was i suppose you know the freeze kind of you know when you take on the freeze it kind of adds that bit of um i suppose extra pressure on your shoulders but it also kind of maybe you know brings you to the top as a leader as well like you know and obviously with with henry kind of picking up the injury against cork in the semi-final and i kind of took over things there and you know all those little things kind of gives you more confidence as well you know the fact that you know brian probably sees that you're good enough and that you're you know you're you're in a position and you're confident enough to kind of step up to these and you know it's not an easy thing to do and you know um you know we've seen it with you could say with TJ in the last couple of years as well, like, you know, he's really, 
you know, gone to a different level as well, like since he's taken on the responsibility. And last question, you mentioned you're involved with Offaly coaching uh, for 2019. Uh, will have you aspirations to coach a senior uh, male intercounty team in the next couple of years? Or I, I look, I I actually don't know the answer to that. Um, I suppose I've kind of looked at it the last couple of years, and I've had a lot of kind of club teams onto me, um, you know, asking me to get involved, and it is something that I want to get back involved in. Um, obviously, hurling was hurling has been my life, and hurling probably will be my life, um, but. You know, it's it's a huge, huge commitment. It it really is. Um, obviously, different things come into it, like family come into it. You know, your job comes into it. You know, because it's as I said, it's a huge commitment. Um, are you in a position to give so much time to do it? Um, you know, like DJ DJ asked me to be involved in the under twenty ones last year, and I was only after starting a new job at Palace Foods, and I just I couldn't commit to the time constraints of it, and that was just being a selector. So, look, all those things have to be kind of you know weigh it up you know you have, you have the pros and cons of it um you know and looking forward to 2019 with Offaly um you know it's it's not as big a commitment as you know it might be with a, an inter-county senior team um but it's still a big commitment you know and it's still a lot of traveling um but definitely you know look it's it's something that I'd I have thought about it's something that I've imagined doing um is it something that I will do I don't know. Um, if if the right offer comes along, maybe in the next couple of years, you'd have to think about it. But um, I suppose I'll I'll wait and see. Does 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 the offer come? I've no doubt the offer will come, and you will be you will be at the reins of some team in a couple of years. Richie, thanks very much for your time and your honesty. Um, even with eight All Irelands and two All Stars and a number of other silverware, there was highs and lows to your career, and there was lonely journeys. But but that's sport, and that's what's important. Absolutely. Thanks very much, Richard. Go out and make a cheers.